the overwhelming evidence how positive exercise is. It is just shocking how few of us do enough of it. By some measure, it's less than 5% of US citizens do enough physical activity and enough exercise. So that's shocking in, in, in terms of, in the context of how beneficial it is. And if you then ask people why they don't do um, exercise, the number one answer is consistently, I don't have enough time. Hey, Dr. Axe here. If you could discover how to add more healthy years to your life, would you want to know? Of course, that's where Inside Tracker steps in, dedicated to enhancing your health span for a more robust and thriving life. Inside Tracker harnesses the intricate data of your body to formulate personalized strategies that align perfectly with your unique needs. By assessing your blood, DNA, and seamlessly syncing with your fitness device, Inside Tracker gives you a clear roadmap backed by science-backed recommendations on things like nutrition, exercise, supplements, and lifestyle fine-tuning. If you're an Ancient Health Podcast listener, Inside Tracker is giving you a 20% discount. All you have to do is go to insidetracker.com slash axe20 to take the first stride towards optimizing your well-being. Your future will thank you for it. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the Ancient Health Podcast. Today, our guest is Ulrich Dempfley. He is the Chief Product Officer and Co-Founder of Carol Bike which is an AI-powered smart bike that is going to cut your workouts in a fraction of the time with improved outcomes. So no longer are you going to be trudging on the treadmill and doing extensive cardio in the gym. You can actually get an improved cardiovascular uh, workout with just five minutes with this type of technology. And we're going to talk about it because if you're already scratching your head thinking, how is this possible? There is science to back it up. And Ulrich is kind of the, the brains behind all of this. And I'm really excited for him to break it down for you because many of you, if you're listening, you probably run into times where you just feel like there's too much on my plate. I just can't commit to anything else. And I'm telling you, the Carol bike from my experience is phenomenal. It is in a class of its own. It's not like a, another spin bike that's going to be holding your clothes in the corner of your bedroom. So take a listen in. You're going to learn something. You're going to learn a lot about your body and how it can be trained in the most efficient and effective way. So Ulrich, thank you for joining us today. Dr. Motley is with us. Guys, we're going to have a great time. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I always let Courtney always start off because Courtney always has these really good questions. Like right at the beginning, she gets the ball rolling, but we are very glad that you're here. And I love listening to your podcasts and listening to your um, thoughts and ideas because you're super smart. And I, I'm set times. I had to re-listen to what you say, because I always think it's about like a book, you know, you read somebody that's really smart and you're mm -hmm. like, I think I got to go over that page two or three times, but thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, we have so much ground to cover because when I first learned about the Carol bike, I thought, okay, this is another spin bike with some cool technology with classes and things like that. And it's nothing like that. This is next level. When I talk about, when we say, you know, AI, this actually learns your body and the way that your body is going to maximize its exertion effort. And so that's where I want to start mm -hmm. actually, because if you're listening and you are familiar with workouts in the gym, you may have heard the word HIT, high intensity training. Now, what this bike has is what's called, or or the technology or the, the component behind it that makes it different is called rehit. So Ulrich, can you just break that down for us? Because I think that's a really important component to identify what is rehit when we talk about this specific bike and technology. Sure, sure. Uh, very well. Happy to do that. So most people will be familiar with hit high intensity interval training. And uh, a typical hit program will last. 20, 30 minutes and have a number of higher intensity intervals. Could be four, five, six, eight. And the interval length ranges from 40 seconds up to four minutes. So there's a great variety. 
Now, what rehit is, is hit taken to the next level. It stands for reduced exertion, high intensity interval training. Mm. And it was developed by scientists looking for the shortest, most effective and accessible way to exercise. And research has basically demonstrated that rehit is the fastest way to get fit. So a rehit session consists of only two 20 second sprints wow. with a very light warm up, recovery, and cool down. So the whole workout can be done as little as five minutes up to eight minutes, 40 seconds. And where, where HIT offers high intensity training, ReHIT offers maximum intensity training. So you, you do very, very short intervals, very short sprints only, but there you're pushing your body to new limits, to its limits, and that makes you much fitter and much stronger in much shorter time. Mm. And, and Ulrich, whenever we talk about in a short period of time, because we're, you know, we go into that whole realm of how you burn certain types of energy storage, whether it be like mm -hmm. in the fats or glucose or glycogen. With that, how does the, the bike explain, monitor your exertion or monitor your health benefits? You know, what sets it apart? Because I think it's really interesting how you're, it basically monitors your sugars and how you burn fats and such. We, we've not invented this. Rehit um, is studied and has been studied by a number of labs, universities over the last 15 years, 15 to 20 years now. So there's a, a substantial and growing body of evidence behind that. So when we first heard about it, we, we loved it and absolutely you know, fell in love overnight and wanted to do something with it or want, wanted to work out that way. But we found it really difficult to do on a regular bike because it's not quite easy to implement this workout correctly. And you need to understand, or in a lab setting, they, they had um, special bikes that were very expensive and that were operated by a second person, by a lab technician, by an exercise physiologist that supervised the session. And they got great results. But that's obviously is not very practical for somebody at home. Because we... We're not with the user at the time. So the, you do rehit on Carol bike at home. We, we set the workup up for you first based on what you tell us. So you tell us your age, your gender, your, your activity levels, your weight, your height, all of those things. And then we take a, a very well-informed guess estimate as to what the optimal workout settings are for you. And that's, that's for your first ride. But then, from right to right, we actually monitor your performance. And because we have the by far largest database of rehit rides worldwide with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rides, we can develop and have developed algorithms to optimize the workout for you so that we, that we find what is the perfect resistance for you and, and find that point very rapidly. And as you get fitter and stronger, we, we can titrate and, and adjust and personalize and optimize the workout to you every single time. So it keeps challenging as you get fitter and stronger and keeps being effective. But also if it's too hard for you to make it easier and ease off. So if you, if you had an injury or you, you, you were traveling for a while and couldn't work out, um, the bike will recognize that and make it easier for you so that it's a personalized and optimal workout every time you use it. Yeah, that's great. Does the bike then adapt or adjust to your effort? So say you're doing one of the sprints, you're in one of those mm -hmm. 20 second sprints, you know, a, a, a different type of bike, just any other type of spin bike that you're on, you're controlling the cadence, like you're controlling yeah. all of, you know, the components, but is the Carol bike using specific technology that's understanding your exertion level and adapting to that threshold that you're at? The Carol bike is fully automated. It's controlled by a computer and um, it guides you through the workout and it controls the resistance. So there's no buttons or anything. The screen and, and so, so with visual cues and audio cues tells you what to do. And the computer controlled brake system gets the optimal resistance applied in a fraction of a second at the optimal time. So that's 
to make it simple. I don't want to say easy, uh, but that's to make it simple to do this type of workout, mm. these rehit workouts. And then from right to right, because we then can analyze your performance, the workout will get adjusted and the resistance get adjusted so that it stays challenging for you. Or mm. if it's too challenging, that it also eases off. So that's, that's also the reason why it's quite difficult on a, on a normal bike. So to, to really reach your maximum intensity levels and maximum power levels, the, the specific sequence of how you perform these sprints is quite important. You, you need to first speed up and pedal at a really high speed at low resistance. And then your personalized, optimized resistance has to be applied in a fraction of a second once you've reached kind of the target speed. And that's just almost impossible on a normal bike. So if you had, say, an expert trainer by your side who, who operated your bike for you, maybe. But even then, I think it would be very difficult. And the research is not done on normal bikes. Uh, and in fact, most of the, uh, like several of the leading labs now do their research with Carol bike because it is so much more, so much easier, well, simpler, so much simpler to do. And, and they don't need a second person to supervise the workouts. Yes. Like when you have the fluctuations over, what would you say to somebody who's listening that says, can you actually get a really good workout in that low amount of time? And you are saying the science behind it. Can you give a little, an explanation like how you say like a small hit and, you know, the fluctuations mm -hmm. in time frame, like I could actually get some good exercise in this small amount of time and it reads you. Can you explain that procedure? Sure. Sure. I can. So in a rehit sprint or rehit ride, the important bit is that you reach your maximum intensity levels and that you basically switch your energy demand from base load, from you know, your normal rest energy demand mm -hmm. to absolute peak energy demand in a fraction of a second. So with these two 20-second sprints, you create a spike in energy demand that is about a hundredfold greater compared to rest. So it's, it's massively higher energy demand than you usually have. Mm -hmm. And where your muscles are usually able to burn um, fat or sugar that they draw from the bloodstream through your aerobic energy system, that is simply not possible quick enough because that energy system doesn't switch on fast enough. So what instead happens is you have to use locally stored forms of energy that are in your muscles already. And that is uh, the, the first of the phosphocreatine system that lasts for about 10 seconds, that switches on immediately, but it lasts only for about 10 seconds. And the, the two sprints are 20 seconds each. And then the next fastest energy system is metabolizing anaerobically glycogen. And glycogen is a storage form of sugar. Um, and in a way, that is your emergency energy reserve. Um, so you, you, have, you store quite a lot of glycogen in your muscles, also in your liver. And um, you can mobilize that also very rapidly. And with those sprints, you mobilize lots of it. In a, in a way, you simulate an emergency situation, a, a fight or flight situation. Imagine you, you have to run for your life or fight for your life because mm -hmm. the energy demand um, increases so rapidly in such a short period of time. And now what your body does, it mobilizes lots of that glycogen um, and it mobilizes. So it's been shown 25 to 30% of the glycogen stored in your thighs. Um, and that, that's a huge amount of energy much more than you actually need for two 20-second sprints. Mm. Um, but the thing is, once you switch on the energy demand so rapidly, you get the mobilization, and then it doesn't actually matter how much you use of it. So you, um, you actually use just a tiny portion of that uh, mobilized glycogen. But what triggers the adaptation in Rehit is basically that the glycogen was mobilized off its um, stores, the glycogen stores get depleted. That's the terminology. And bound to that glycogen are certain signaling molecules. So primarily AMPK, 
And then downstream, that also activates PGC1-alpha, another signaling molecule, which is the master regulator for mitochondrial biogenesis. Mm -hmm. So through this chain of events, you can trigger a molecule that delivers a strong signal to your body to basically get better, to develop more mitochondria and therefore get better at um, utilizing oxygen. And that's, oh, wow. that's one of the mechanisms, how you're thought to, uh, how, how you're improving your fitness. There's another one, which is through the, the rapid mobilization of the glycogen and the, the partial metabolization, you, you create an osmotic imbalance between muscles and bloodstreams. And uh, there is a transient drop in plasma volumes because a lot of water shoots into your legs. So you're Plasma drops, plasma volume drops by 15 to 20% for a short mm -hmm. period of time. And that um, is thought to, to lead to an increase in plasma volume. And both of those things mean then you get basically better at delivering oxygen and you're getting better at utilizing oxygen. And that means your fitness levels go up, your VO2 max, your ability to to, to metabolize oxygen during exercise goes up. And yeah, what's really um, the, the fascinating thing about Rehit is that these two 20-second sprints appear to saturate this signaling response mechanism so that it's almost like flipping a switch where, you know, once you've flipped the switch, you, you've got the effect and pressing it harder or longer just doesn't have any further benefit. There, there's some data that suggests it's even the opposite, that if mm. you did more sprints or longer sprints, you, you get less benefits. Now, this is, this is an emerging field of research. The people are working to understand really why that is. And there's, you know, several theories. One of them is, because usually with exercise, more is better. That's just usually you, you can either work out longer or at higher intensity. As long as you're not overtraining, um, more should deliver greater benefits. So um, this is quite a paradox and something that makes rehab very unique. And what is thought to happen is first that these, this signaling response mechanism gets saturated. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that the psychology of us um, uh, works against us there. So if you know you have to do five sprints and they're like a minute long, you pace yourself. You don't push to maximum intensity levels. If you know you only have to do two 20-second sprints, it's so short, it is actually possible to go to your limits. If you had to do the same for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, if you had to do the same for three, four, five sprints, that would be very painful. Mm -hmm. And people would pace themselves. They would just not go all out, hold back, and therefore basically blunt the, this, this signaling mechanism. And that's, that's what seems to happen, but it, it is an emerging uh, field of research. The data suggests exactly that, that two 20-second sprints are enough, and actually that more is not better. Mm. Oh, great. wow. This, I know this is really I mean, real, I mean, so interesting, Ulrich. I'm just like, I'm, it's rolling my head, like about how fast burning. Keep going, Courtney. I have some other thoughts too about metabolic yeah. Rate stuff. Yeah. So for these sprints, okay. So the signature workout is the two by 20 second sprint. So you're basically doing a short warm up and then you're doing your first sprint and then you do a rest period and then your second sprint and then a cool down. Is this, what's the data supporting? Cause you know, like you just said, more is not always necessarily better, mm. but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what if I did it like three times a day, just at different times of the day? So what's the sweet spot for somebody mm. that is always looking, cause we have a lot of like high performers, a lot mm. of people that are always looking to up the ante, especially when it comes to their fitness. And I know all you crazy people out there that are type A's that are like, well, I like to work. I like to sweat for 60 minutes and I feel like five mm. minutes, I'll do it six times. Is there, is there any damage or drawback 
to doing it those small cycles, but doing those more frequently? Or do you just really just need one? Our recommendation and also what the research um, suggests is um, for cardiorespiratory fitness, so VO2 max, that three times a week is sufficient. What, one thing I think that's really fundamental uh, to understand is you, and this is true for every exercise, really, you, you don't get fitter during the exercise or while you're exercising. You get fitter in the recovery periods between the exercise. So, mm. so it's very wise to give your body also enough time to recover and adapt and to grow and get stronger and fitter. So the recommendation is to do it three times a week for cardiorespiratory fitness. And with, there's uh, great studies and great evidence as to how much uh, improvement in VO2 max you can get in, in a really quite short period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in fact, some studies suggest even two times a week may be enough um, for, for the, the fitness aspect. For metabolic health, so prevention of metabolic diseases, type 2 diabetes, and so on, a little bit more often, like three to four times is better, but no suggestion that you should be doing it every day. Now, when, when I talk with our academic partners, uh, nobody has yet said, so the, because the exertion, the overall level of exertion is so small, um, there should be no downside to do it every day if you want it. And in fact, Monday to Friday, many times I do it every day just because it's, uh, I'm a creature of habit and it, it seems to be, for me, it's just easier if I don't have to think about it. But there's no need to do it every day. So three times a week, perfectly fine. Several times per day, I've not come across anybody who, who does that and it wouldn't be our recommendation. Again, okay. because the level of exertion is so low, I, I don't think there would be any harm done, but it certainly it's not our recommendation. And there, I, I think my suggestion would rather be to mix it up. So there's, there's great other things you can do, like some mobility work. I, I think everybody should lift some heavy weights. Um, so uh, rather mix it up. And if you want to spend a lot more time, what's gained a lot of popularity, let's put it that way, is, is a mix of uh, training in different training zones. So mm. yes, have that um, component with really high intensity, but then if you, if you do have the time, and there, there are plenty of people who have time for exercise, others who don't, but if you have the time to also add in longer stretches of low intensity exercise, just because it provides a different stimulus like zone two training, which, which you can wonderfully do on the bike as well. So it's, um, it, it isn't just a rehit bike. It is actually a very versatile bike and rather mix it up a little bit rather than do the same thing over and over again. I like the way that when you say talk about fluctuations, the reason that Courtney and I started to grin, Ulrich, is because Courtney will try to do those small intervals four or five times a day because that's her personality. That's why she's like, mm -hmm. what if somebody, so she's just trying to size you up and saying, is it okay for me to go do this? That's what she's doing. And so there is also some logic in that. So, so I have, um, I've got a bike at home. I've got a bike in the office. But it, it doesn't always have to be two 20-second sprints. So 20-second sprints, if somebody's never tried it, it, it might, we basically have to um, convince people on the one hand that, yes, it can be effective. And that's because it's also quite hard if you go all out. Um, yeah. um, on the other hand, 20 seconds is, is fairly short. But the bike also has rides with even shorter sprints. So you can do, for example, two 15-second sprints or two 10-second sprints. Mm -hmm. And the difference between, and people might not believe it until they've tried it, but the difference between a 15-second a sprint and a 20-second sprint is really quite, um, quite a lot. And a 30-second wow. sprint would be a lot harder still because that's like the... the and a 10-second sprint is actually quite easy. So if you wanted to use um, these short workouts as like an energizer, like early afternoon to, to, to get your energy levels back up, then you certainly can. And we have our bikes. So we have plenty of users who have the bike in a workplace setting. You can use these shorter sprints that are a lot less taxing and still um, basically... Yeah, just rev up your energy levels without um, without 
putting significant stress on you. So I would mm -hmm. rather, if you want to do it more often, I, I would do then, let's say the two 20 seconds in the morning and in the afternoon, like a two 10 second or two 15 second ride, that's slightly less stressful. Okay. I, that's what I, I've that's done positive. that before. And I was like, I like kind of mixing it up because there are different, there are different um, like programs. So mm -hmm. you're not just bound to one. So maybe we could even talk about that too, what the other capabilities of the bike are, because there's a lot more than just like mm. a couple of these sprints and there are other platforms that it can integrate with and it tracks your threshold of exertion. So you can actually track your progress as mm. you start to do these to see that your body's actually getting more mm. efficient. It's getting stronger, which I always love to see the data. Like I can, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of feel like maybe I'm a little stronger, but I'm like, I actually want to see that it's, yeah. it is showing up some way. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you absolutely will. So there's, there's two sides to this, um, kind of, uh, about the results and the effectiveness. So with every rehead ride, you get a fitness score, you get a whole range of metrics that you can track and where you can see your progress. Our users achieve on average in their first eight weeks, a 12% improvement in their fitness. And that's also been, uh, demonstrated in peer-reviewed randomized control trials. So we, we have the metrics to back it up, but it's also something you, you just feel. So if you're, especially if you, like it depends obviously a little bit about your prior fitness level. Yeah. So if, you, if you're kind of um, a highly trained marathon runner and so on, then this, this will add a, a new stimulus. Um, but the, the relative improvement, like if you're, if you're already at your, your like biological set point or so will be, will be different for somebody who, who maybe doesn't work out that much yet. And especially for the people who, who don't have a, a workout routine yet that they can stick to, it's very noticeable. It's, um, like VO2 max is such a fundamental measure and metric of your health. If you improve that by 12, 15%. Up to twenty percent, if you kind of uh, after after, like like um, twelve to sixteen weeks, that's very noticeable. It's not subtle at all. You will you will definitely feel it. So you see the metrics on the screen, but just by walking up the stairs, you you will notice the difference. So that that was one thing. And then the other thing about what you can do with the, the Carol bike. So we we have built a bike that is absolutely optimized for rehit and basically does everything as good as we could think of it for making these rehit rides um, as simple and as easy to perform. Mm -hmm. But it's not just a one-trick pony because um, you, you can do, so first, a number of other scientifically validated kind of sprint training, sprint interval training workouts. We have a series called the Fat Burn Series. Those are shorter sprints a lot more of them um and and that's that's a sprint that's that's you you sweat buckets afterwards and you burn a ton of calories we we have zone based training we have free rides we have a, a range of fitness tests like fdp tests cyclists are very mm -hmm. keen on that and and the bike is compatible with a really large range of third party apps so you you can use Peloton Digital, if you want, on the bike. And you can use apps like Swift or Kinomap. Oh, they're, wow. they're a little bit more uh, specialized uh, in a way, but there's, there's a whole cycling subculture, uh, like all the middle-aged men in Lycra with a carbon road bike. I don't want to make fun of them because I'm kind of in the fall into the same category. <laughs> um, so I'm okay to, to joke about it. Uh, but they're, they're really passionate about apps like Swift, where you can cycle with many, many thousands of other riders in virtual uh, worlds. And, and that's, that's a platform where um, there's, there's just an industry standard, how the bike and the app communicate. And, and um, our latest generation bike um, is compatible with that. And so you can use these apps as well. So it's, it's a very specialized, but at the same time, also a very versatile bike. And especially in like households where you have more than one user, that's uh, 
that's quite helpful. And we, we thought of it as a necessity because most people have one bike at home. Most people don't have two or three different kind mm -hmm. of specialized bikes um, at home. So we wanted to give users quite a lot of choice in what they do. And with that, when you have just one bike, I love the options on the bike where you can mm -hmm. hook up to different apps. What would you say to those individuals who have different apps? And like, let's say one family member is going a certain type of diet plan, like a mm -hmm. keto or somebody's doing a fasting metabolic, uh, you know, they fast in the morning and such. Are there suggestions that they put on the bike or give to you like, okay, you're in this uh, arena of your diet. This is what we suggest for mm -hmm. you. Could that be hooked up to the bike? So we, we don't have that yet. Um, it might come. I, I don't want to promise it. Um, so, so that's not something we, we have. And I know there's great interest whether, whether to do cardio fasted or not. And we, our users do actually ask us for that. There, there's no definitive science on that, mm -hmm. what's better. Mm -hmm. so, so this is really more you do you. I tend to... Um, well, no, I actually always do it first thing in the morning. So I'm at least fasted to uh, a certain extent. Um, not, not crazy long fasting window, but uh, I, I prefer to do it first thing in the morning. And I know that many other users also reported that they enjoy to do it in a fasted state or because it is so short that they can even do it um, while they do longer fasts. So I think it's entirely possible, but there's no... As far as I'm aware, there's there's no definitive science on that. Also, time of day is really is, is personal preference rather than that you you have to do it that way. I I for myself discovered it's just easiest when I um I get out of bed bed literally I get out of bed I get on the bike, and then I can get on with my with my life. So I've I've basically spent six, seven minutes on the bike and, and have my cardio workout done for the day. Um, so it's, it's very simple and just, it's a, it's a habit I don't have to think about. Um, and that's most important. In any case, most important, like more important than anything else is just um, to do it. Because exercise, I think this has, it's, it's not disputed anymore. It's very clear that exercise is one of the, if not the most important lifestyle intervention you you could do to to for longevity for well being, and you can get quite so others that I would rank like sleep obviously nutrition is important but like exercise is up there. Um, I, I think it would be in everybody's top three. But the, and you you can in a very short space of time get really great improvements. Um, so in four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, you can get remarkable improvements. The sad thing <laughs> is if you stop exercising, you also lose those benefits about as fast as you've gained them. So it is something that you have to continue doing. And, and therefore, you, you have to find a habit that works for you, that's sustainable for you. If if uh, celebrity instructors and uh, fancy music uh, is is kind of just something that uh, excites you for a very short time, but you don't really have time for two three hours of long cardio sessions per week, then that's not good. If you if you have time for well five minutes three times a week in the morning, and that's something you can stick to, then then that is actually something that that benefits you in the long term because you you have to make it a habit. Yeah, it's actually a really good point because I think the the mental gymnastics we go through in our minds thinking all the time, okay, well, you know, I got to go here and drop the kids off and then I can maybe, you know, swing by the grocery store, but I probably won't have time to like hit the gym because I don't have 30, 40, 50 minutes. And so day after day keeps going by and then four or five days in, you start like getting in a funk. Like at least I do. Mm -hmm. I mentally am not in a, a good place. No one wants to be around me if I have not had an outlet of exercise even just for a few minutes. So I like this technology because it allows me to stay in a routine. I know come hell or high water, if I cannot get myself to a gym or outside doing something, if I can do that, put forth this kind of effort, you, you actually, there's probably a lot mm -hmm. of data. I mean, you are, you're a data guy, Ulrich. So what, what other benefits could people experience just in the short five minutes? You know, I imagine cognitive sleep, all of these things mm -hmm. are influenced 
even if you only get those few minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's the the benefits are fairly far reaching, almost almost incredible. Number one and two is clearly cardiorespiratory fitness, VO2 max. So you can expect about a 12% improvement in your first eight weeks. And then it continues further. Obviously, there will be your, your biological set point reached at some point, but we try to make this um, happen only as late as possible. So you, you kind of gain as long as possible. The second thing is metabolic health. Uh, that's prevention of diseases uh, like diabetes. Studies have shown that over eight weeks, you can reduce your risk for developing metabolic diseases by 62%. So that's uh, very remarkable. That's equivalent to taking a drug like metformin. And then there's a range of other benefits. So obviously, there's um, even though the, the sprints are really short, uh, there's a meaningful amount of, of calorie burn because it's um, a very substantial afterburn. It's called epoch, excess post-exercise um, oxygen consumption, um, where your body burns for another 90 minutes, two hours after you've come off the bike, um, more calories. And that, that helps, obviously. Your leg strength increases. Your brain health gets a positive benefit through the release of BDNF. Um, brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's, it's effective against anxiety and depression. It, it helps offset um, the, the negatives of lack of sleep. Uh, it's, it's good for your hormone production. So there's a, there's a range of benefits. Yeah, as I said, the, the key thing is doing it. And so we, we, um, we, we try everything possible to, to make it as easy as possible to, to create a, a sustainable habit if you survey people, and that, that's been repeated over and over again, the number, because, sorry, I'm jumping now a bit, it's despite the, the overwhelming evidence how positive exercise is, it is just shocking how few of us do enough of it. By some measure, it's less than 5% of US citizens do enough physical activity and enough exercise. So that's shocking in, in, in terms of, in the context of how beneficial it is. And if you then ask people why they don't do um, exercise, the number one answer is consistently, I don't have enough time. And there, there are people who say like, oh, that's a little bit of a fluke. Um, people would have time if they, if they enjoyed it or if they prioritized it, if they cared enough, if they weren't lazy. But the thing is the competition for time is, is so tough these days because there's so many other things we could do to entertain us with and, and that are so tempting, yeah? like, like scrolling endlessly through short videos, box sets, you name it. Time is really very, very precious in a way. And you, you have to compete. You, exercise has to compete very, very hard um, for its share of time. So we felt that having time efficient exercise is actually something really beneficial. Yes, I, I have three children at home. I, I know how difficult it is to find time to exercise. And, and this helps me to, to fit it in. And I also know like many of our users actually also enjoy longer workouts. So it's not that they hate exercise and, and are kind of, they, they just want it over and done with as short, quickly as possible. But maybe they enjoy um, other types of exercise more. Maybe they enjoy lifting more or yoga more and want to get the cardio uh, component done as, as quickly as possible. Or they also need a backstop because, you know, there are busier times of the year where um, like sometimes you can go for an hour-long run or for a long cycle ride or so. Other times you don't. And then it's really useful to have a backstop so you, you don't kind of derail and you don't get out of... Um, a, a mindset that yes, you have to do something and uh, for your for your fitness and your your physical well being. And when you have that, it's uh, that option to be more consistent and mm -hmm. do the rehit. Uh, yes, if people would really research it, actually, it's more efficient for them. Like you know, if you can stay consistent, because I don't know exactly all the signs, but let's say if somebody wanted to do a rehit type exercise, mm -hmm. but I don't think they probably realize what other kind of exercise they would have to do to try to get the benefit that the Carol bike gives. I mean, are there other examples like when people say, well, 
uh, if they're considering getting the, the bike, why would, you know, if I'm going to get this bike, why would I need this bike to do a rehit? Are there other versions of rehit that you could compare it to, to show you that the bike is so efficient for you and you can be consistent and get the health benefits? Yeah, sure. So I, I can talk through like some of my thoughts of um, what else could you do to, to harness the benefits of this type of workout. I, I've talked a little bit already using a normal exercise bike. You could try, but it's just fairly difficult. And we, we found it couldn't be replicated. And when we called up the scientists who did the research, literally the first thing they told us was like, well, you need a special bike. It was like, dough. Um, so it, if you want, and, and we've, we've built a bike to make it as optimal and simple as possible. Um, so a normal bike is not a great alternative, but you could try it. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably not recommend doing um, like other types of fitness equipment, like, like a treadmill, rower, stepper, elliptical, because of the injury risk. Like a bike is a very low impact and very, very safe type of exercise equipment. And it's, it's very safe to go really wild on it and go all out um, on the bike. Whereas like on a treadmill, I think it would be terribly dangerous to, to go all out top speed because the, the trip risk um, would be just so much higher. Also on a rower, I, I think the, the exercise, the, the movement is just a lot more jerky um, to, to get to those levels of intensity. And on a bike, you can do it very safely. If you like bodyweight exercises, I just don't think you get enough load. So I, mm -hmm. I don't think bodyweight exercises are, uh, would be, would, would get close to the levels of intensity you get on a Carol bike. There are air bikes. You may have, uh, in your gym, like CrossFit gyms have, uh, these air bikes. Um, they're, they're not a bad alternative. Um, one, one problem with them, uh, first that they're, they're noisy and, and don't have any like apps or metrics on them but it's essentially an air bike is a bike with a single gear so there's a single relationship between pedal speed and power and so this may be great for a 35 year old crossfit athlete or so but it's certainly not optimal for users like my mother who's who's 80 by now and who uses our bike three times a week and it really helps her to maintain her cardiorespiratory fitness. And we can do that because we have not one gear, but 255 and we personalize it exactly to make it optimal for you, for her. Um, and so it's, it's a different experience. And then the, the final thing. So if people want to try it, like the, the easiest and cheapest way would just be to go on a running track. Um, so jogging very slowly and then for two 20 seconds uh, go really all out and run for 20 seconds as hard and as fast as you can. I think that gives um, actually uh, quite an appropriate level of uh, load. The problem is with that, like I think trip risk and um, you, you don't see in my local park, I don't see anybody do that because <laughs> people do feel slightly self-conscious and embarrassed about it. So um, mm -hmm. many of our users, a, a typical Carol user is somewhere between 35 and 65. We have younger ones. We have older ones up to 80. Um, and we, we have people like the, the young ones from 10, 11 years old or so. But the typical Carol user is 35 to 65, many between 40 and 60. I, th I think that's when people get more health conscious um, and, and are still kind of leading very busy lives and, and want to do kind of an effective workout. And that's like what, what we offer. And so going all out in a park and sprinting at the top of your, your, your ability is, is just, yeah, not something that many people want to do. Um, of course you can, um, if you're careful and uh, certainly like do try it, but I think most people would prefer to do such a type of workout in, in a more protected environment. Oh yeah. I will 100% tell you if I can avoid sprints at all costs, <laughs> I will. <laughs> and I, you know, I do them on occasion, but I mean, they just, they crush me. So it's, mm. uh, it's not something I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And then also, also, uh, joints, for example. So if you, if people have already 
some level of maybe maybe they're not as skinny and slim as they once were uh, and they they have joint issues for example like sprinting is really hard than on the joints whereas cycling is very easy on the joints and is a very very low impact modality I want to ask this. So you, you, we were actually talking a little bit pre-show and we were talking about how you do like some mobility stuff. And Mm -hmm. we were just talking about our own personal regimens because I love this technology because it kind of has that minimum effective dose um, Mm -hmm. um, thinking behind it. Like we we don't want to, because here's what I see. So many people working really hard in a lot of different areas of their life, creating a massive amount of stress. So, and there's very little margin for Mm. recovery. And so then we start throwing on these really heavy workouts and we're putting energy towards so many different things that we're just not recovering well enough. And so we're basically in these catabolic states where we're just deplete, 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 deplete. And then people feel terrible because they're inflamed. Mm. They're not getting the benefit really because their stress burden is so heavy. What do you think based on your knowledge the right recipe or combination is? Because I think that you've really found something significant here Mm -hmm. when we talk about cardiovascular health, longevity, really creating this growth sequence like Mm -hmm. we talked about a little bit earlier um, that kind of happens, this chain reaction. But are there other components outside of like nutrition, when we're just talking about fitness, do you feel like there's a secret sauce of Carol bike type workouts with this Mm re-hit component and then strength training or mobility, things like that, that you feel like that's really going to give you like the best outcome for your physical health. I, I'm not sure I found the magic bullet, but what works really well for me is um, to do the Carol bike. And I really focus on the rehit um, three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. I try to get every morning also short mobility routine in. And that, that has to be less than, or that doesn't need to be more than 10 minutes, but just a, like a short stretching routine, essentially. Uh, I'm 46 now, and I've realized that you, you basically have to look after yourself. Um, in, my, in my 20s, I, obviously I did some sport, but it was purely for fun, uh, like to be competitive, not, not for any health concerns. Uh, like I, I couldn't have, I, I, I wouldn't have thought of anything like that. But yes, no, I do think um, some mobility work is is essential. And then obviously, ev- I, I think everybody should lift. First, it's fun to me. And I think many people, if they, if they tried it, would um, hopefully feel the same thing. And um, protecting your muscle mass um, and your strength is, is so important as you age. And yeah, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking in the camera here. It is just something so that, that also needs to be done and you need these separate stimuluses uh, so stimuli you you can't only do strength training that certainly wouldn't um, provide a sufficient cardiovascular stimulus you can't in my eyes only do cardio that um has a would, would not be enough and and you need something to stay mobile and um flexible in essence so i think those are the three pillars that that everybody should should cover really ideally at every age, but um, I, I guess most people become a little bit more health conscious as they grow older. With that, with that having different aspects, different types of workouts, you know, you, you're approaching your body to try to hit, hit every single aspect of it, like respir- mm-hmm. uh, respiration and your metabolic. What about the individual? We know it builds muscle. We know that when you bike, you're, you're one, most people are looking at biking to like mm-hmm. help them. Uh, lose some weight or help them regain some footing in their metabolic uh, rate. But what about muscle building? Are there programs on there to help like with muscle building? Is that possible with hit rehit mm-hmm. training? Yes, for your leg strength. And in fact, so I, I've seen the results. We, we, there is a new study about to be published. I think it goes through the peer review process now. Um, and we see it in our data because we, we measure peak power, obviously, with each ride that. Um, Basically, the forces during rehit mm-hmm. are relevant, are so, so high that they're also relevant for strength development. So, in a eight-week period, you can also um, expect to improve your leg strength by about, um, I think it was 14, 15 percent, wow. which is meaningful. Now, that doesn't cover your whole body yet, 
So for example, like, like upper body, you'd want to do something else on top. But if you think what people dread most when they go to the gym, when they go lifting is, is, is leg day. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, squats and deadlifts and so on. Even so I find those, or I, I actually like those too, but you, you can go lighter on leg day then, um, and focus on upper body strength when, when you do, when you do lift, because that is actually covered by the, to, to an extent by the, uh, rehit workouts on the bike. So good. This has been, I, I really, um, I, I love, like I said, I, in the beginning, I love exercise and I'm always looking mm -hmm. for the most efficient, effective ways to challenge my body, because I also know that I have to show up in a lot of other capacities and also yeah. be able to have enough like mental energy to, you know, do my day-to-day -day stuff. And so a lot of times, like, I think we only feel good about our workouts when we're crawling out of the gym and feel like we've just beaten our body to a pulp. And mm -hmm. that's not necessarily, even though in a moment we may feel somewhat accomplished because I've been mm -hmm. there, you know, and I'm like, oh man, I really crushed that workout. But I mean, I'm starving later on during the day. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like my body's literally telling me like, stop doing this because you're constantly hungry. You feel like you're hitting a wall by two, three o'clock in the afternoon. You feel like your blood sugars kind of everywhere. And then you just want to take a nap. So that's not a sustainable model. And I love this because it's backed by science. Like you can't mm. argue with the data. And so I love that that is really where you, where this has been birthed out of is really seeing an opportunity to understand how our bodies will respond the most effectively. And this technology is wild. I've never seen technology. I mean, like you said, like the only stuff that I have seen is like, it's mm -hmm. like 20,000 plus dollars to have something like this. So now that mm -hmm. you've made it available to the everyday person and consumer is it's pretty cool. So we're, mm -hmm. uh, we're excited to be partnering with Carol bite guys. If you're listening and you're like, I want to check this out. You've got to look at their resources online. The website has tons of articles. And like I said, if you like to nerd out on data, there's more numbers than you could imagine because they'll give you specific yeah. percentages of everything. And it's really, really cool. So if you like that stuff, you're going to love the website that they have in the content and the articles and everything that they have for you to consume because um, they're incredibly thorough. So I so appreciate us having this conversation. And if you are listening, we have a really great promotion for you to get $100 off your own Carol bike. It's Health Institute is the code that you'll put in at the end, but make sure you do that to check it out. And if you have questions, let us know because Dr. Mm -hmm. Molly and I have been able to play around with the Carol bike. We've been able to like, you know, actually experience it. And it is everything and more of what you're thinking. Um, yes. And I've also used like Peloton and other things like that. This, I, when I tell you, it's like, it's kind of in its own arena. I don't really mm -hmm. feel like it. Yeah. it's a, you can't really compare it to other yeah. skin bikes. Yeah. It's really fascinating technology, but I think it's really going to, it's going to take it to the next level for people when they're looking to optimize their outcomes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank Thank you so much. I, I, I should add one um, little thing because we were obviously, we're, we're trying hard to get our message out and we're, we're coming with some pretty bold claims that two 20 second sprints would be so effective, but in some ways, um, experiencing and and kind of basically trying it and seeing is believing and uh, so we do offer uh, i think an industry leading like 100 day risk free trial so when you purchase a bike you have 100 days to see whether it is for you and 100 days is really enough time to a see whether it's effective for you so do you get fitter do you feel better and it's enough time to see whether you can build a habit with it. If you, for whatever reason, think it's not for you, you just call us and we pick the bike up and you get a full refund. So wow. um, that's something to make it a little bit easier for, because I, we, we appreciate there's some, some we, we say some things that are um, maybe contrary to, to some longstanding, long-held beliefs and, and that people would like to really be convinced of. And the, the best way to experiencing is, is just by trying it. So, so we do offer a very industry-leading, very generous 100-day uh, risk-free trial. If you purchase the bike, you don't like it for whatever reason, we just pick it up. 
I think it's great because like Courtney was talking about all the data and I know we're going to get, I want to get your information and tell everybody how to get this bike, but Mm -hmm. I want everybody out there to know with the data that's involved. I love it that, you know, you're talking about blood sugar and I'm saying like with metabolism, one of the biggest benefits I see with the bike is that you can monitor the improvement in like your, your blood sugar levels in the sense that we live in a fight or flight world. Like we're always in that uh, mode. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see. Like if anything, you're going to see that the metabolic flexibility you get with this bike is going to help you with how to regulate blood sugar. Second thing though, Ulrich, I want to know why, why is Where did the name Carol come from? The Carol bike? I need yeah, to know this. Yeah, one. Sure, I, I, sure, I'm sure. just wondering, mm-hmm. I got to figure this one out. That's, that's, that's us geeking out a little bit. So um, it stands for cardiovascular optimization logic. So CAR, cardiovascular optimization logic. Okay. And um, our, our idea was that Carol would be your AI health coach, your, your AI um, personal trainer, and um, that she's coaching you and she's optimizing your workouts. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where cool. the name comes from. And in fact, I mean, technology is, is growing really fast and we're, we're working on building that out and, and really have her as your AI health, health coach. We've got the first bits implemented, of course, to, to get the workouts optimized, but also, um, so I hope that at some point soon, again, I don't want to say na- uh, dates yet, but that she'll be able to answer questions and um, really giving, giving advice uh, and helping you achieve your optimal fitness levels. Uh, Carol, yeah. Carol's going to be here to help us all out. So, you know, my middle name is Carol. We call it the Wonderful. Courtney Carol 3.0. Middle name's Carol? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's my grandmother's oh, name. So, funny. you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, okay. It's, I feel on brand right now. You know, the Carol bike. Wonderful. It's like, so anyway, that was totally random, but I love that explanation. <laughs> that's like, that's really cool. Cause I was curious about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know how, um, like in Space Odyssey 2001, you had HAL, this heuristic algorithm. Um, and many of, like in, in the Hollywood movies of old, um, the, the AI character. So Vicky had another one with yeah, um, yeah. The, these, these acronyms. And so we had Carol and that I mean, gave the name. Acronyms are the best though. I mean, one of mm-hmm. my mentors, he's the best with acronyms. I mean, he comes up and they, they stick in your mind. You remember them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know, I know time is of the essence and we're always sensitive about your time over, but what is like, what's your favorite music to like do your workouts with? And I'm like, we're trying to like get like some levity at the end of our podcast. Like what is your favorite kind of music that you'd say that you like to work out? So, to? so, um, you know, we've, we've got this tiger, um, soundtrack on the bike where Carol guides you, um, through the workout and, and yeah. sets you into a prehistoric landscape. And then when you have to sprint, a tiger attacks you and, and I, I still love that. It gives me like a little extra kick, helps me relax in the in the recovery in the cool down, mm. and and gets me going in the sprint. So um, yeah, we've, th- that's another kind of like <laughs> quirky and interesting thing that I think many of our users enjoy. Oh so man, fun. this has been great. This I has been great. Yeah. Well, Ulrich, tell us, I know we kind of like you know ran down really fast, but somebody wants to get their hands on a Carol bike. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just want to learn a little bit more about, you know, just yeah. taking things in, in, in depth of where we've already been, where do they go to find out this information? Yeah, sure. So you can follow us, uh, on all the social platforms at the Carol bike. Uh, you can go to our website. We've got a ton of information there at, uh, carolbike.com. We do offer fitness advice. We have, um, we have fitness advisors that, with an MSC in, in, um, uh, uh, sports science, uh, exercise physiology. Um, so you can schedule a call with them to really talk about your objectives and how it might fit into, you know, your workout program and, and into your life. And then, uh, yes, you, you can purchase the bike through our website and then have a, a hundred day risk-free trial, which is enough time to make up your mind, whether it is right for you. So it's it's really quite simple. Heath uh, resource is our website. You'll find all the details uh, on there. Um, you can talk to our fitness advisors and see whether it, whether it is for you. So cool. I think that's phenomenal that you offer that because I don't really know of anybody that offers that kind either. of, especially on, you know, something like a bike, you know, that mm-hmm. it's, it's a, 
it's a bigger investment and obviously a lot of effort on your side, you know, in, you know, making sure that you uphold that end of the agreement. So I, I, I feel like that says a lot about your business, but also the confidence that you have, that it's going mm-hmm. to get people results that you, you know, that, that they can experience. Absolutely. So cool. Well, guys, Thank you for joining us on today's episode. If you liked it, make sure that you uh, subscribe, you share, do all the things. As Dr. Motley says, push all the buttons and you know <laughs> do all the things with it. So like uh, make sure you check out our show notes. We're going to link everything for you here if you need to come back and reference any of it. And the code for $100 off your Carol bike is Health Institute at checkout. Ulrich, thank you so much for partnering with us. We absolutely love your mission. We love your products, the research that you're doing. You're really creating um, kind of a new, uh, you're blazing a new trail a little bit. And and I Mm -hmm. love what you're doing in this space. So guys, it's been so fun to hang with you today. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.